Hi everyone, it's Chad Peters here. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. Our goal, as always, is to improve the healthcare of your patients and your life immediately. You can reach out and connect with me on my webpage, drchadpeters.com, my YouTube channel entitled Chad Knows, and now this podcast. So sit back, get engaged, and let's get ready to learn. Okay, everyone. Well, welcome to the show. The very first episode that I want to do for you guys is probably the most effective treatment that I have got for anybody in my clinic. And it's one of our most popular things. I don't care what your profession is. I don't care if you're a chiropractor, a physical therapist, if you're an ER nurse, the number one thing people seek out healthcare for, and it's been like this for about 17 to 20 years, is low back pain. We all see it. doesn't matter what you're in. If you're in any part of the profession or even going to school with a kinesiology degree, every time you go to the family reunion, somebody's going to ask you, hey, I got this crick in my back. I can't seem to move real well. I can't figure out what's going on. Can you help me out? I mean, this thing is everywhere. In my estimation, probably 95% of the planet will have this at some time. And I'm not just making that up. The Red Cross typically says 90% of people will experience low back pain at some time in their life. And I'm telling you, This version, the one we're going to talk about today, is by far the most common. So we're going to talk about low back pain, especially changes in position. What we call in my clinic a disc torsion. Now, depending on your profession, you may call it something different. You may call it a herniated disc. You may call it an annular fiber strain. You may call it, you know, stenosis because it's encroaching on the canal in the back. Or you may just say you strained your back. It all kind of depends what your profession and learning and kind of where you're coming from has stated to you, but I want to give you some reasons and kind of recommendations that I do, especially knowing your clientele. So let's get let's get into this. This is your typical low back stuff. Now for you guys that haven't joined me on drchadpeters.com and haven't looked at the YouTube channel Chad Knows, this may be kind of new for you, but I want to give it to you in the medium you prefer. So I try to do YouTube channels, website information with like PDFs, and then also the podcast version. So my whole goal with any of the conditions I'm going to treat is basically I'm going to give you the standard walk-in, how the patient feels and how they present. So our standard presentation. And then I'm going to give you the diagnostic tests that I feel like are the most indicative. So I'm not going to rehash with you why we need to go through every single orthopedic test on the planet because there's books built for this stuff and you guys already know it. What I'm going to hash to you is when you get these one or two positive things, it should lead you this direction. What we're trying to do is create a shortcut on our flow chart to get you to where you need to go. So we'll go over that and then I want to give you the standard treatments. I want to give you the accelerated or expediated treatments. I want to give you what you should look for in your follow-ups and what to expected outcomes would be. And then I wanna give you some mimicking conditions, something you need to look out for to get better. As always, the entire aim of this stuff is to get you better in just a few visits. And so we'll talk about that with each case that I present. Sometimes I'll be presenting cases like this, which I think are very interesting. Sometimes I'll be presenting analogies or intros or things that we say in our clinic that tends to get a better response. Anyway, we are gonna present today low back pain, AKA, a disc torsion or disc strain. So the presentation is this. It's a typical patient. It could be any age. I really don't see any rhyme or reason with the ages that they're coming in, but it is very painful, often severe spasm. And I think the severe spasm tends to lead us the wrong direction as far as our treatments. So we're going to talk about that. 
This guy can barely make it into your clinic. If you have a window in the front, you can see him kind of hobbling like a Civil War vet. One leg's not working as well as the other one. They are in extreme pain and they do not want what you're selling. They just want someone to help them now. It can be that they were lifting up something wrong. So they'll tell you, hey, I was at the gym and I was doing a deadlift and I peeked up to see the cute girl and you know my back went out. But most often, this will be when they were doing nothing. So I, I hear so much, I was shaving or I was brushing my teeth and my back just went out. Severe pain, I thought maybe I should call the ambulance and then I decided I'm gonna come over to your clinic first. We've all seen these before, you know exactly who I'm talking about. So we get him back into the treatment room and we wanna go through our exam. Now let's cut into my favorite diagnosis orthopedics. So the first test I would have you do is a deep breath test. Have the patient take a deep breath in. That shouldn't cause them any more extreme pain. No, they can take a breath in and out. No, nope, that doesn't seem to make it worse. Okay, this time we're gonna try a Valsalva. And how I explain the Valsalva is take a deep breath in, hold your breath, now bear down, and I'll show them. You can't see me because you're listening to me on a podcast, but I actually squeeze. <clears throat> Does that hurt? Typically they'll buckle one leg and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's it. So when we have a positive Valsalva, that is the orthopedic test that has to mean the most to you. Now we're gonna couple that with a couple things, but my flow chart of this condition directly changes with a positive Valsalva. We know something's happening in the lower back and we're suspecting disc. The rest of my exam is going to be to rule in or out that disc issue. And I'm not talking, let's go send them for MRI so we can show them a disc because I'm telling you, on the MRI, if you're over 30 years old, I would estimate 90% of people have a disc strain or a disc bulge on their MRI. So that really doesn't give us any extra information. That MRI result of a positive disc bulge may have been there for the last decade or two decades. So we're going off the Valsalva. As soon as I get a positive on that, I ask them, does it hurt to change positions? Typically they'll say no. But when I poke and prod a little bit, how about getting out of bed in the morning? Oh yeah, man, that's the worst. It's so tough to get out of bed. When you get out of bed, do you have like a bent over walk, kind of like an old man or an old woman? Oh yeah, no, I got that. It's for about the first minute or so and then I kind of straighten up and get used to it. Okay, so now we've got two positive findings that would indicate it's the change in position and change in pressures that we've got it going. Again, that goes along with this stuff. Now. One of the things that I think is the most important question that I will ask on their presentation is does Advil or Aleve seem to work? Now I don't know what your views are on using medication. And in some states, chiropractors can't even talk about over-the-counter medication. But I can ask them if it seems to work because most people when they have back pain are going to turn to one of three things. They're gonna go to ibuprofen, to naproxen, or to like an acetaminophen. Okay, so acetaminophen is a pain reliever. That doesn't give us a lot of information. They have pain, they take a pain reliever, it goes away. Okay, that's basically akin to like taking the batteries out of the fire alarm. And I'm totally okay with it. It just doesn't give me a lot of information I can use. However, if an anti-inflammatory gives them some relief or takes the edge off, that has to tell you something. So when I present this case to my hospitals and to my doctors and my nurses, this one tends to get the most scrutiny. But if an anti-inflammatory helps, you know they're inflamed. There's not pain medication mixed in with that. They're just anti-inflammatories. But because of the muscle spasm that's inherent with this issue, we all tend to suggest therapies that would relax the muscle, such as yoga or stretching 
or massage or sit in a hot tub or the hot shower for 10 minutes, all of which would be counter to an Advil or leave working. You see where I'm going with this? If it's a positive inflammation thing and there are results with an anti-inflammatory, why are we then giving them a different therapy that would go along with it? If they are inflamed, they have to be treated with inflammation. And if there's anything that makes the treatment of this condition different in my office, I immediately start them on ice. When they come in and those tests are positive, and I'm still gonna go through reflexes and muscle strength and range of motion. I mean, we need to make sure it's not a true nerve issue or something that they need an MRI or need to go to the hospital for. But for the most part, if the majority of their tests are negative, as you go through, they have this disc strain. I won't let them lay down. I keep them in a seated position. I use stim, electric stim, any type. I tend to use Russian stim, as weird as it sounds, because it will help with the muscle spasm and take some pain away. And as weird as it is, it's not really an anti-inflammatory electrical stim, but it, over the years, it seems to have the most effect for me. And I will put them in a stim and ice pack in a seated position. Now, a lot of these guys have a really hard time sitting, and they're not happy with me when I put them in a seated position. But the trouble is, and this is from experience, if you lay them face down so you can use that electric stim and you can use ice and you can start work on these guys, if they lay down for much more than a few minutes, it is going to feel great. They're going to tell you how good it feels. They're going to pump you up. Oh my gosh, thank God someone's taking care of me. This is so much better than any other place I've been. The trouble is when you're done with your treatment, those poor guys are not going to be able to get off the table. Now look, as part of my history with them, I asked them already, is it difficult to get up out of bed? Oh my God, it's terrible. Then why would I recreate that? And if you don't think this is a big issue, early in my career, I did the standard treatment. Lay these guys down, start working out that muscle spasm, give them some stretches, man, they'll tell you how good it is. I've got massage therapists in my office, man, why don't you go get a massage, we'll put some hot packs on there, really work that spasm out. These poor dudes couldn't get up off the table. After I drove my third or fourth guy to go get an MRI, an emergency MRI, and had the radiologist staff looking at me like, dude, that is a terrible practice. You know how many people he's driven over here this week? We had to make a change. I kept these people seated so there's not such a change on that disc, right? Our working assumption is that we've got a disc issue. Now you're laying them down prone. There's basically no gravity on those guys. They're starting to kind of inflate that disc a little bit. It feels good. It's relaxing. There's not as much pressure. When they get back up and change positions, it is going to kill them. The same thing goes with an inversion table. I love inversion tables. I have them. I'll use them myself. It is a terrible idea to do with this. So we keep them seated. We do the electric stim and then finish up your treatment however you want. But the biggest thing on this first visit is it's not a lot of action happening. It's a very lame first visit and it's probably my worst thing to see a new patient with but I give them the information. This stuff that I've just discussed with you guys, it's all on a handout sheet. I have it where I can just print it out and they get it. When people are in severe pain, they're not listening to a word you're saying. They'll nod at the right spots. They might ask a question or two, but for the most part, they just want someone to work with them. Now, depending on your profession, you're gonna have an entire workup you can do for a hot low back, but I'm telling you, get these guys in a seated position, get the ice on them first, get them desensitized, deflamed, and now you can start getting some work. My typical outcomes for this, and this is going over 17 years of experience with people from division one high level athletics to pro athletes to like old geezers. Almost without question, it takes about a week. 
So in my clinic, it's typically three visits for a week. And as much as I want to push, oh, I do stuff so much different than the standard, this is one of those things that just falls into the standard. It's typically three visits over a week, and the people are a lot better. Now I'll tell you, and I tell the clients this as well, because they need to know it, otherwise they're going to start searching for somebody else. This doesn't get better. This condition doesn't respond and get better like a typical injury. If you sprain your ankle, your ankle is going to get a little bit better each day. It's like a stair stepper going up. The disc strain doesn't work like that. It works like this big sound wave. So you're going to have these 10 hours of it feeling really good. And hey, babe, I think I'm feeling better, man. Maybe this guy really does know what he's talking about. And then you're going to have this 10 hours of getting whammied. So when the guy has a hard time getting off the table from a seated position, I tell him, hey, this is to be expected. I do this stuff all the time. But I also tell him, if you got up off the table and you felt really good, I also don't pat myself on the back about what a great therapist I am because it's going to go through these up and down waves. And I make sure they understand that. I usually will use the analogy that this injury is very similar to a sprained ankle in the foot. The problem is when you sprain your ankle in a foot, you will get swelling. Everyone's had one of these before. You're, it's basically your body telling you, don't run around on this, don't play on this, don't stick it in a hot tub. It's swollen. Now in your spine, you've got a lot more nerves running through that area that go to a lot of important areas like organs. So what happens is the body's protection mechanism for the spinal stuff, say like a disc strain like we're talking about, or a rib issue, or jamming a facet like a stinger type deal, it won't spasm up and swell. It will just spasm the muscles and tighten the muscles as a protection mechanism. And that's where I think all of us in the profession, that's where we blow it. Because palpation is so easy for us. We can put our hands on that back and it feels like we're working on a steel door. It's the tightest muscles you've ever felt in your life. And when you felt one of these, you're not going to like forget what it feels like. They're super spasmed up. The biggest thing that you have to remember and that you have to tell your clients is that if you start treating the spasm, you're treating the wrong thing. In the sports world, we call these injuries on threat. That is a term I want you to start using. Patients really like this, and it's coming from the NFL and the high-level sports world, so they should like it because it makes sense for those guys. The body senses this injury on the disc, which is part of the spine, and it is on threat. It will spasm up the muscles to protect that area so you cannot move quickly and cause further damage. The way to get off threat is not to heat and stretch and massage those muscles. That in fact would bring more blood to the area, creating more inflammation, actually taking your outcomes the wrong direction. What you wanna do is put the fire out. Ensure the body that it no longer needs to be on threat because it's getting treated and the muscle spasm will slowly start to go away. And it tends to go away in these big 10 hour waves. So just get used to it. I tell my clients, this is a disc strain, guys. This is how we treat them in the office, and we have been very successful in getting these things done well. Now, I haven't been working with a high level, like in the NFL locker room for a long, long time, but it was one of the most learning experiences I had ever had. When you go in there as a full team, either at the college level or the pro levels, you're going to have your chiropractor, your PT, your massage therapist, four or five athletic trainers, and an orthopedic superstar that all walk in there together. We basically evaluate these guys, tell him, hey man, you've just got a back strain. Don't worry about it. You're going to be better for a week, in a week. And then when the athlete walks out of the room, we all look around and be like, hot disc. It's a hot disc. Now, 
we were always told, or at least my mentor that kind of got me started, do not tell a pro athlete, do not use the word disc. Don't tell these people it is a disc issue because we all have this idea that disc issues are for old people, right? So this NFL superstar is now visualizing his grandmother that's sitting on a porch somewhere talking about, oh, Lordy, I can tell that storm's coming in a week because my disc is acting up. We don't want that with our athletes. We want their head clear. So I don't care what you call it. But if you're willing to take the 10 minutes to explain to this patient what it's all about, or if you want to see the way I write it up, check out one of the PDFs that is on uh, drchadpeters.com. I have those available for you. I just hand those to the patient. The last time I had heard in the NFL someone use the word disc, it actually went across the ticker on the bottom of the screen with athlete X is out for a week with a disc strain. And I thought it was phenomenal. And that got me on our local uh, ESPN affiliate here where we got to talk on a sports show about that. And I was so happy. I'm like, you know, all of us in the field have been calling it a hot disc or disc strain or distortion for decades, but yet they usually don't tell the athletes, but I think someone's taking the time to do it. So guys, that's probably... If I had one condition that that we definitely treat different than most of the other therapists I know and definitely different than the ER, it's this one. And I have done thousands and thousands of these things. Now, my expected outcomes on this is in three visits, I expect these guys pretty much perfect. So it's three visits over about a week. You know, in the old days, we would try like back-to-back days sometimes. It didn't really seem to have any effect. Their biggest deal is get these guys educated, get the inflammation off there. And if you're not getting responses in three to four visits and you know you're good, that's a great indicator of why these guys might need further imaging. Send them out and make sure it's not a fragmented piece. Make sure it's not a, you know, an annular fiber strain that has just happened. But basically, the treatments are going to be the same. I would refrain from starting these guys on rehab exercises immediately. Now, I know your clients want this. In fact, they pretty much demand it. And if you're in the physical therapy word, world, like I don't know what to tell you. I mean, these guys that are coming to physical therapy, they're looking for immediate exercises to alleviate the pain. However, if we can't get the inflammation stage down, you're really not going to get anywhere on exercises. And to me, it's going to feel a little bit better because blood is coming to the muscles. And whenever blood comes to the muscles, be it massage or exercise or stretch, it always feels good. But we're not talking about therapeutic feels good here. We're talking about therapy. Can we fix these people faster? And what I've seen is when you get the inflammation gone, now the exercises are much more effective and much quicker. So look at this. Look at treating the inflammation. Get cool with these disc strains because you are going to see a bunch of them in your career. This one change alone can make a difference in your career and it can make a difference for your patients. And people, although they hate these conditions, everyone gets one. The second they ask their friends, oh my God, who do I call for a hot back? My back's killing me. They're going to ask for you. And that's what this site's all about. Enjoy, guys. If you want to learn more, you can find more information with me on drchadpeters.com or on my YouTube channel, Chad Knows. Take care, guys. I'll see you next time.